Hi GP learners, welcome to this episode of Tip Thursday where I look at the best Facebook groups for GPs and members of primary care. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. If this is the first time we're meeting, I'm Dr Gandalf of EGP Learning where I look at supporting you with technology enhancing your primary care and learning. And in this episode, we're going to look at the variety of different Facebook groups that exist. I often get asked the question, which is the best one to use? Well, there's no simple answer to that. So in this blog post in particular that I'm going to show you, I'll explore all the various different groups that I've come across and what I think of them. Hopefully you'll find it interesting and find some new resources to use for yourself as well as a couple of tips on how to get the best out of using a Facebook group itself. As always, if you want to contact us, feel free on Twitter, at EGP Learning or at Dr Gandalf. Contact us on Facebook, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, and ring the bell so you get notified of all of our videos first and foremost. As always, comment, share, keep EGP Learning. See you later. Bye. Hi, EGP Learners. So on this part, I'm going to show you the blog post that I've created called The Best Facebook groups for GPs and primary care. So this is going to look at the variety of different groups that exist that I've come across. Um, I will be clear, this is not an exhaustive list because I've not joined every Facebook group that, that is out there. Um, and it's my particular views on these kind of groups and stuff. So feel free to have a look, engage and see what you think. I'm also welcome to take any comments and stuff that you may have about the various different groups and things. So. If you have a look at the blog post, you'll see that it initially starts with just some simple little rules in terms of how to use Facebook groups and that kind of stuff. It's important to remember that, you know, for safety reasons, a lot of these groups are closed groups. And therefore, as a result of that, you do have to apply to become a member. This is partly to protect existing members. And a lot of them have rules about no screenshots and all that kind of stuff to make sure that the content is secure. So do make sure that if you apply to these groups, you answer the questions that will come up. This is a, a system that Facebook's been running for about a year or so. Um, so if you don't answer the questions, you may not get in and that would be why. Anyway, shall we begin? So first group that I would recommend, I'm afraid it's going to be my own. So the EGP learning group. So this is designed to support all your GPs and primary care workers in technology enhanced primary care and learning. In this group, I share a lot of the resources that I create like this one um, and various other things and news articles and that kind of stuff so if you're interested in that kind of thing feel free to join get to see a little bit more of me that may be a bad thing i don't know but have a look anyway links on the page next up is a group that's designed to support gps and then the theme of the next few ones will be around that um, this one is specifically for GPs, and that's GP Survival, for which I am the treasurer and an administrator of the group. Um, it's a really helpful and, and supportive group that tries to deliver the tackling of the media spin or the other kind of challenges that GPs may face. To be clear, not a union. And it is, like I said, purely a group for UK practicing GPs. So make sure you answer those questions when you request to join. Um, Next up is a group many of you may have already heard of called Resilient GP, a really useful and valuable group in terms of supporting GPs, particularly with things like workload implications, as well as support in terms of how to tackle a variety of different things. There's a bit of an in-joke in the group about being called pandas. This is due to one of the emojis that was used by a notable member, and that kind of took on and a lot of people refer to themselves as pandas in the group. Really helpful group. I've, I've had a lot of benefit from being part of this group. I know some people sometimes feel that it can be a bit of an echo chamber and sometimes, you, you know, in terms of the questions you may ask, they may be a bit repetitive. Have a look at the end of this point for some tips on how to prevent that being an issue. But I highly recommend joining and getting the support from this really useful group. This group is, however, open to all members of primary care. Next up is probably the original GP Facebook group. 
Tico's GP group created by Kartik Moda. Um, really effective group and particularly useful for discussing clinical cases because they do allow that compared to the other groups that we've mentioned, which do not allow clinical case discussions. Um, again, you need to apply. It is a closed group and you will need to provide information about where you practice and things like your GMC number, for example, to be part of the group, but worth having a look at and stuff. If you're after more um, support, then actually another option is looking at the T and empathy groups. These were started a couple of years back and effectively are designed to provide completely pastoral support to people working in primary care. Um, the main group is open, so it is important to remember that is open to the public as well as to clinicians. Um, but there are more regional groups which people can apply to join. Rather than listing each individual one, I just suggest searching T and Empathy on Facebook and you'll be able to access those groups quite readily. Next up, some tech groups. So many of you know that I love technology and I love primary care. So combining the two is definitely going to be part of it. First up group I'm going to mention is something called System One Facebook User Group or S1 FBUG. This is a group I created myself. So I am the administrator and owner of the group itself. And it's designed to try and support clinicians working in primary care to use System One. It is an unofficial group. And pretty light touch, if I'm being honest, but lots of really good quality content in terms of how to use System 1 effectively and to tackle some of the more common challenges that you may see. Highly recommend having a look, guys. Make sure you answer the questions to join. There are some compulsory questions and I'm quite strict about people not answering them. So if you haven't done, I'm afraid you won't be allowed in. There are other groups for the other clinical systems like EMIS and Vision, so make sure to have a look for those. If you're interested in more other kind of tech groups, so there's a variety that you can look at. GP Technology Group is a small group, about 200 odd members designed to try and support people who are interested in creating technology to work in primary care and has similar other groups in that kind of area like the Digital Doctors Collective, as well as um, the GP Innovators Groups. All really effective and useful. Feel free to have a look and join. If you've got more of an interest in virtual reality, an effective group to join is the VR Doctors Group, headed up and owned by the VR doctor himself, Dr. Keith Grimes. If you're interested in more kind of information kind of stuff, there is a couple of groups worth considering. The Primary Healthcare Informatics UK group. So that's more about the informational use of technology and stuff. And alternately, if you have an interest in GDPR or just want to understand GDPR and general practice, GDPR for GPs, really effective group, lots of good quality content and easy to get rapid answers through that group as well. If you want to focus more on the social media side of things, one of the best groups I've come across for this is a Doctors on Social Media group. This is headed up by Dr. Dana Carell, who's an American. And admittedly, a lot of the content is American focused, but really effective at trying to get the best out of using social media as a clinician and a really supportive group. Similarly, there's a Physicians Podcast Network, which I also find a lot of useful information from because I do podcasts. You guys may have heard about that from me. Have a look if you want to. Lots of other kind of groups that exist as well. So I've termed this next section that what I call a group for groups. There's a variety of categories of people within primary care, and sometimes they look for more specific support for their own kind of group. First up is the new established and retired GP partners group. Canada does what it says. So this is a group for partners in practice, um, quite effective and lots of good at quality information and questions. Melissa and Dr. Ishana Patel's group is designed to try and support GPs predominantly. Um, they are the owners of Lantern and a lot of the members of that group are people that have worked for Lantern. It's a good quality group, actually, lots of information and useful resources, particularly for working as a locum and stuff. Alternately, if you're a general practitioner, uh, general practice manager, 
have a look at the general practice managers uk group not currently a, ma a member because i'm not a manager um, and therefore not allowed into the group for, but for practice managers definitely worth having a look if you're a trainer gp trainers forum really effective and useful and lots of good resources in terms of how to manage tutorials manage esrs that kind of stuff it is for trainers only trainees sorry not allowed but an alternative for you guys would be dr aman aurora's group called aurora med um, really useful content in terms of quick bites of information for studying for things like your AKT, CSA, all that kind of stuff. Highly recommend having a look. And it's a quite a large group as well, so you'll have lots of company. If you've got more political view that you want to join, um, so a couple of groups that do exist, and they are the much larger kind of groups. So there's the Political Mess at about 24,000 members and the Junior Doctors Group, which was formed following the Junior Doctor contract negotiations a few years ago at 54,000 members. Quite large. Um, the content is variable and not specifically primary care focused, so important to bear that in mind. Have a look, see what you think. Um, alternately, if you want a group with more designed about stuff for GPs, Open RCGP um, is a group designed for GP members of the Royal College of General Practitioners. It's quite a small group, but is growing and worth having a chat if you want to look at more information about being a member of a college, as well as various other resources. There isn't specifically an RCGP um, group on Facebook. There's lots of regional variations and most of the faculties have created their own groups. So if you're in a particular area and looking for support, I really would recommend having a look. We've got our own, the Nottingham um, First Five group, which is really effective and supportive, headed by our First Five lead. Lots of good, useful information. So if you're looking for courses or contacts, networking, that kind of stuff, do have a look. That's a rundown of most of the groups I've come across. If you know of any others that you think are worth mentioning, feel free to contact me and let me know. Last thing I wanted to cover in this session was just simply how to get the best out of Facebook groups as a GP or a member of primary care. And the reason for that is if you're new to using social media, sometimes it's not apparent about how to do these kind of things. And Facebook has a habit of changing the way it presents information to you. So it's important to keep on top of this. First and foremost, um, make sure you only join the groups that you've actually got interests in. Mainly because if you start joining lots of groups, it can become quite diverse and at the same time a bit confusing in terms of where the information is coming from. And therefore, as a result of that, you may not actually get the information you want. Second, when you do join a group that you've got an interest in, make sure you check the settings in terms of the notifications. By default, it will only send you the highlights of the group. Um, and if you actually it's a group that you want to get a lot of the information from, then maybe worth changing those settings. There's a video in terms of how to do that on the page. Um, or alternately search for the EGP learning page and it's the first video on there to show you how to do it. Second, well, sorry, thirdly, um, always check out the file sections in the groups. So majority of groups will have a file section. This can be a valuable repository of information, particularly with the aims of that particular group. So for example, if you wanted to look at the System 1 Facebook users group and wanted to get some resources that may be effective in terms of using System 1, have a look in the files section. There's probably, and there is, quite a lot of information there for you to support you in terms of what you can do and worth having a look at that before you start asking questions. Next up, before you ask a question, search for the answer first. Um, one of the problems sometimes of being part of groups is if you ask a question that's been asked multiple times before, you can sometimes occasionally get a short answer or get the Google link to search for it yourself. It's not that hard to do guys. So just a quick little search and you'll be able to get it an idea if a similar sort of question has been answered before, and then you've got the information rather than having to repeat it. Um, worth having a look, and the image on the blog post that you can see here 
shows you how to look and where to look for those three different things in terms of notifications, in terms of the files, and in terms of the search in each group where to look. And lastly, have fun and engage in the group. They can be really valuable resources and I've made a lot of great connections through Facebook and social media that have helped me both pastorally, resilient wise, as well as just developing connections and stuff for my work and home life and stuff. So I really would recommend using Facebook groups. There are important things you need to consider like social media guidance and I'll be covering that in a future post. So if you want to come back and have a look at that, feel free to do so. But I really would recommend having a look guys and making sure that you enjoy things. As I said before, if you want to have a look at some of the stuff, feel free to explore the website and the groups. Make sure you want to join. If you want to join my group, feel free to do so. I'd be happy to have you part of it. Finally, if you do want to contact me, feel free to do so. Always available on Facebook or you can contact me on Twitter at EGP Learning or at DrGandalf52. And finally, do sign up to the YouTube channel that we've got. Lots of really useful videos and stuff like this one and future ones that are coming, as well as lots of information about apps and various other kind of things you may want to have a look at. I hope you guys have found this useful. As always, comment, share, and let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. See you later. Bye.